Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. The Hawkmoon quest has arrived, Umbral Engrams are coming back, and we have new titles coming to Destiny 2. Welcome to Fireteam Chat. Joining me today is Travis Northup. Uh, clunky. Brian Malkowitz. C-Team. And Paul Tassie. I gotta get a catchphrase. You, That's you it. That's the catchphrase. I gotta get a well, catchphrase. I've that enough where it probably is my catchphrase, so. Your whole thing is that you don't have a thing, though. Okay, I guess that's like, true. Even if in your YouTube videos. But <laughs> let's get to the topics at hand all about Destiny. Uh, the, let's start with the Hawkmoon quest, because I actually thought this was pretty cool. Uh, I liked the quest. I liked running through it. I love it when Bungie does stuff like this that sort of surprises us. They don't really tell us too much about what to do or how to get through it. And we figured it out and got through it. So my reaction is positive. Believe it or not, I like the Hawkmoon quest. See? I don't always whine about everything. We'll get to that later. Travis, what did you think of the quest? I liked it, man. I, I was surprised how genuinely challenging it was. Um, I mean, we got through it our first try, but it was still uh, a pretty challenging as considering that I was, you know, fully leveled in in true max armor with like an additional 15 to 20 levels of my artifact and all that. And it was still pretty challenging. We were dying and having to revive and stuff like that. So it, in terms of like activities that, I'll have to repeat for a couple of weeks to get all the rewards. Like they could do a lot worse. I'm I'm actually not totally dying inside of the prospect of having to do that a few more times. So um, yeah, I, I think that's a success for me. They could do worse. That's your take. Got it, Brian. They could <laughs> do worse. Travis, twenty twenty one. No, I think it was cool. Um, it, I think Bungie is like at their best when they when they do like huge traversal and like platforming and all that stuff i know there wasn't like a big puzzle with this one nor was it as you know challenging or as chaotic as something like zero hour or the whisper mission um but the, you know this one you know this one felt good you know just you know finding your way around figuring out where to go and what to do um and all that stuff and and it not being hand holy was nice that was that was a nice change too so it seemed that that being the positive there um, and I guess more so less related to the quest, I want to see more in the future, like exotics with random roles. Cause that's, you know, that, that that's something that's going to want me to keep playing that mission, um, to get random roles on, on, on Hawkman. So I hope, I hope they continue that string. Yeah. The, the gun's really good. I really like the random role aspect also. It's, it was sort of fun to see what you got this week and then you'll be able to, you'll be incentivized to run it again next week. Oh, uh, and more, sorry, more, more surprise catalysts. That's it. Oh mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, or Paul, old catalysts, please. Paul, what, <laughs> yes. Paul, what would your clickbait headline be for <laughs> for the Hawkmoon quest this week? If you had to make one up on the fly and it has to be clickbaity, what would oh, you, man, what would you can't make up a clickbait headline? That's like something that takes hours of crafting and dedicated <laughs> uh, hard work. Uh, I don't know. Hawkmoon quest soars. <laughs> 
<laughs> wow. All this right. is why I'm a writer. That, that is not a good source that, with the new Hawkmoon quest. Is the Hawkmoon quest good? <laughs> there you that, go. That that was, there's, a good, there's a good base there, and I applaud you. Yeah, it will surprise you. Um, <laughs> no, it it is surprisingly uh, very good, and I think it is a lot better than it could have been if they were just having us rerun the exact Lost Sector Hawkmoon mission again, which is kind of what people thought they were going to do, just with modifiers. Um, I know some people are disappointed it wasn't like a full zero hour thing where we got a fully new weapon and stuff, but I thought it was a good hybrid of kind of the two concepts um, where, where it was a lot of repeated areas, but then there was also enough new stuff to make it interesting. I thought it was a good blend of challenge um, in terms of the platforming and also the combat encounters. Like I, I had to quit soloing it because I didn't realize it was going to get quite that hard, um, but I feel like I could solo it if I really had to and I like dedicated a loadout to it. Uh, and then I enjoyed at least the platforming at the beginning where no one knew what to do for like 20 minutes and everyone's just like standing there looking at the dam being like, <laughs> what's, uh, what's going on? But it wasn't, I literally, I, I, I DM Vanessa. I'm like, is this bugged? And I'm like, oh, never mind. I'm an, I'm an idiot. <laughs> but, um, it's, I thought it was a very good balance of everything. And I, I don't know about like more and more exotics getting random rolls, but I do think it works for Hawkmoon. I think. Uh, it's it's like a fun little chase. You only have to really find like one perk and like maybe a barrel that you really like. So it's not exactly like some arduous grind you're gonna have to do forever. Two drops at the end was very cool. I like I like that they did that. But I got a rangefinder one and like I don't know. Do I really need <laughs> every single copy of Hawkmoon? Um, so I'm I'm not good enough to like really make use out of every single perk that can drop. But yes, yeah, so I was very satisfied overall. Uh, where did you get stuck initially uh, in in the quest? Just on the dam. Uh, in the the boss room of the dam with all the waves and like That's I didn't I had like scoped out like the correct hiding spots and like they kept spawning things with like elemental shields I didn't have counters to and like I was having to swap weapons on the fly and then I just joined with my buddy and we two manned it and it was like a hundred percent easier just you know because just the simple act of being able to revive but yeah. I feel like if I really like if I use like arbalest and like I was you know hard light or something and was really dedicated I, I'm sure I could probably solo it but. I got to survive, and that's where I'm like, yeah, no, I'm just going to get the LFG involved. They fixed the triumphs, thankfully, for everybody using Hawkmoon. They did, did they? that, like, the next day. Yeah, Bungie helped oh, tweeted okay. that. Yeah, I do that then. <laughs> yeah, so uh, hit me up if you need to run through it one more time. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I got stuck in the hallway because I just didn't know to look to the right. So I kept trying to think I had I was to jump up. Yeah, I'll admit it. I'll admit it. I got stuck in the hallway mm -hmm. for a little bit, but then... Uh, the dam I actually got across pretty quickly. So I, I felt good about that, but don't about the hallway. That initial hallway where you just sort of turn right through the brick wall. Yeah, yeah. And that's that, where you that got was... stuck. Well, I mean, I didn't think see, about that. It's like, like it's whatever, Paul. You could access this part <laughs> since last week. <laughs> I haven't been no, I I refuse well, to look like at you content. To read no, 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 no. I refuse to look at content ahead of time because I did that once and it the community was, the was not data mined. <laughs> Uh, whatever. <laughs> uh, Brian, how far did you get solo and did you get stuck at all in the puzzle? Um, so the initial, my initial confusion was same thing, bugged, right? Because like the first time we go through that mission, when you come out and you see the dam, there's that, there's that drain or that, that pipe that's open. That's normally, that was normally open. So I was confused on why it was closed. Um, and so I was there for probably about 10 minutes trying to figure out what the heck I needed to do. Um, because like the, the platforming that you need to do to get over to the dam is very un 
bungee like right it didn't seem and i'm not saying that in a bad way um it didn't see you know like you have to go out onto that branch and hop across it just didn't look like a puzzle that bungee would normally make so that's why it was i think it's probably just taking a lot of people so long to figure out how to get across it um but yeah i mean that's i got i got stuck at that part um so i think it was about 15 to 20 minutes before i was just just, screw it i'm going to youtube and seeing who who the who the smarter people are and who figured it out already it looked like it was out of bounds like like it did that's why i never thought all the way yeah so i i was very confused for a while Mm -hmm. paul getting a guest appearance from your your corgi friend back there good to see good to see evie doing well she has (laughs) there's your Uh, catchphrase hold that up (laughs) Yes, have Evie just here. Dog. I don't. I don't know if they can see it in the in the cuts, but <laughs> like you'll be my punky, you'll be my puppy. Oh, <laughs> Travis, uh, did you get stuck at all? And did you try and solo it? Did you solo the mission? No, no. I immediately joined with friends because uh, <laughs> I I didn't get to play it until later in the day when people had already figured out that soloing it was kind of a bad idea. So I played it with two others and we ran through it pretty quick. The only part that took us a little bit of time was. Um, in that long indoor hallway where you're trying to just kill all the enemies and then go through different doors. It just took us a while to navigate that sort of like labyrinthine uh, area. But as soon as we were past that, it was like, all right, cool. And, and the platforming before it was also, uh, we, we didn't have any trouble with it. We were sort of just jumping all over the place and finding different paths and getting lost for a couple seconds and then finding the right one. So um, I, yeah, I like, I, I concur with you guys. Like that's some of the best parts of destiny when there's just like really weird areas where we're all just wondering like, what the heck is this? And like, where are we going? And it, it just has that whisper of the worm, uh, type feel where, you know, it's just, it's like a whole new area, new puzzle. And, and yeah, it was, it was very exciting stuff. So, but yeah, we, we didn't really get like stuck on any part of it, but then again, I, I wasn't like world firsting it. Like it sounds like you guys were. So. <laughs> yeah, no, I was it's world first just to be clear. Um, <laughs> nice. nice. I was it's world just, first. <laughs> those are the best moments to be in there when nobody's figured it out yet. And you can sort of hop in and try and figure it out for yourself. Like that's what, that's when destiny is like really, really great. And if you're not into that, you just wait, like, two hours and they figured <laughs> right. it out, you know? Uh, so the other, the other thing that was announced in the TWAB is that Umbral Engrams are making a return. And I actually really, really like this. I like being able to say, I need this drop. You know, this is what's holding me back. Let's get that again. And they're bringing it back in season 13. Uh, you're going to be able to focus your Engrams again with, uh, what are they called, Travis? Uh, prismatic. Prismatic. Uh, it's a new currency. I know you're very happy about that, and we'll get to your take in a second. But yeah, you're going to be able to focus your engrams again with prismatic something or other, and you can get the drop that you want. I like this. I liked umbral engrams. Uh, they said we're going to get fewer of them, so they won't be like to the point that they're annoying and filling up your inventory, but also right. still plentiful. You can get them from patrol strikes, crucible gambit, the ordeal. Uh, public events, blind well, <laughs> uh, nightmare hunts, <laughs> exo challenges, empire hunts, and the new seasonal activity. I laugh at blind well because I just I hate blind well. And yeah, I you know what I think? I think yeah. they're gonna put the reprise streaming city weapons in blind well. I don't think yeah. they've announced it yet, but I oh, think God. that's what they're gonna do. I think you're right in that. <laughs> that's if why that's the true. there, huh? Oh, <laughs> oh, that's I hope they just merge it into one thing, and there's not tears, and it just like matches you with people when you're there and you don't have to wait there i don't know there's I ways it could be in challenges too right they gotta yeah well they, that's a good question yeah they, maybe they match made the uh the forges back in the day so mm-hmm. like if they can do something like that for blind well that might be a little bit better but man that's 
where a lot of people grind out catalysts and uh blind well is just yeah. rough anyway travis what's your take yeah the other thing that they said is that uh umbral emgrims will also just drop from killing enemies so you can actually get them from any activity technically um but yeah this is great i mean i remember back in that uh that season when we were earning all of the umbral engrams we said to ourselves why isn't this just in destiny in general like why can't we just focus develop gear why is it always just total rng and uh apparently bungie agreed with us so this is great to hear i'm, I'm glad that there's just more and different types of loot and ways to kind of for people who really care about min-maxing and looking for god rolls to just chase it and do it in an effective way am i excited about new currencies as always no i am not excited about new currencies especially when there's already so many that we do not use effectively but you know it's a new feature fine i'll take it it's not like you have to use it but yeah i'm 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 never happy when there's like another thing that I have to buy from the spider or like grind kills to get dropped and all that. So, ugh. Yeah. Brian, um, Umbral Engrams are back. Your reaction. What do you think? Positive. Um, so I, 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 you know, when the Umbral Engram system came out, that immediately seemed like a system that should just be baked into Destiny. And it was, it didn't feel like a seasonal piece of content. It just felt like a feature for the game. Um, so when it went away, it was kind of disappointing because you just felt like you lost a part of, you know, like the game um, that they just took a feature away. That was really cool. Very positive, had a good effect. And I think, you know, across the board, the majority of the community liked it. So I'm glad to see it come back. My thought, my hopes are that they don't bring back just like the we the weapons from season of um what, what season was it a part of at the dreaming city season of arrivals yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so the prismatic caster i mean the the one you know the stuff that was season of arrivals mm -hmm. so i'm hoping that when they bring it back it's not just those weapons again um you know obviously they'll probably mix it in with some new stuff and that's what i'm hoping so that way we're not just you know grinding out all the same stuff we were in season arrivals just to help the loot pool feel a little bit bigger um artificially so yeah hopefully they just put a bunch of new stuff in it but i'm curious as to how quickly we'll be able to decrypt those because when we were in season of arrivals we were always constantly getting that um that um that currency, currency. needed to do that and since you know the prismatic caster and engrams aren't going to be the the main reason for the season it's going to be interesting to see how we get that because they haven't really dove into that stuff nor the loot that's going to be possible from the engrams so yeah we'll see eight of one sort of had you know bounties you could get and complete for at least armor or weapons and then it was refined in the menagerie where you had the chalice and you could get a specific drop in the slot that you wanted and now we have umbral engram so this is a system that the community largely likes and i'm glad to see that it's back paul if you had to write a clickbait headline for umbral engrams <laughs> returning what do you think your clickbait headline would be for umbral engrams <laughs> no i'm done i'm not doing it <laughs> My, my thoughts on Umbrellagrams <laughs> in non-headline form <laughs> are uh, also positive. Um, it's It's been a little while now since we've had something to actually target farm effectively. This season, I, I'd say like the raid is almost the thing we can best target farm right now with spoils, which is weird. Because uh, trying to get something out of like the general loot pool with all the reprised weapons. I mean, I turned in, what, 5,000 Crucible tokens and I got one oh, first right. and last out same like what you know what what are the odds you're actually going to get what you want under that current system and then even uh the hunts are sticking around but that system is like okay you have a one in four chance of even having a chance to go for the weapon you want because the 
you can't go for any weapon at any given time, like it's Sundial or something. So we've not really been able to target farm uh, weapons very well. I think the open question is just what exactly is going to be in here. I think we'll definitely see the Arrivals weapons in here, and that's a pretty big pool. We know we're not seeing the Wild Hunt weapons because those are staying in Wrathburn Hunts um, for now. I assume the new seasonal weapons, at least a lot of them, will be in there, and we'll be able to target farm those. I don't know if we'll be able to do that from like day one, or we'll have to like unlock a bunch of tiers to eventually get up to target farming that stuff. Uh, and then I don't know if if the Dreaming City weapons or the Moon weapons might be able to be target farm from Umbles too, or if those are going to be kind of locked into those destination activities. My, my guess is they're probably going to stay with destination stuff uh, just because Umbrals would be infinitely easier and they want they want people to do those other activities. Um, but yeah, I think that's kind of the open question right now. And what else is getting reprised like from the old loot pool? Like, are we getting like bygones back or, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, spare rations or, or anything else brought up? Because pretty much nothing was uh, from the general loot pool last time. We just lost stuff. So... I definitely, I, I like that they understand that this is a good permanent addition to have to the game. Hope they expand it. Hope we get like Iron Banner, Umbral Engrams and things like that. Like, and that it pervades into kind of more more areas of the game that it was in before. But it, it this is definitely one of those, like we learned the lesson from two seasons ago things <laughs> to implement it now. Um, like it's a very clear example of that. So I, I think they've done a good job. Um, and just, we got to see what's in the actual uh, Engrams now. I look forward to seeing how they incentivize us to go to those locations like Dreaming City and Moon again, because they're bringing back that gear. So is that just going into a loot pool or to a vendor? Like, how are they going to get us back there as a community? Um, good point. So the final topic that was brought up in the TWAB was Gilded Titles. Gilded Titles are basically like, you, you, we all have our titles that we've earned, and now you're going to be able to put a cool border on them. Largely, it's a way to show that like, hey, you know, I've earned this in this season. It's not like a legacy title and sort of show off a little bit of flair uh, for the community. I really, really like this. And I'm wondering who doesn't like it for any reason? Okay. Paul, okay. 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 I, knew you, I knew you wouldn't let me down. I wrote about this today. <laughs> yeah, I also kind of have one. Okay, no, 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 no. Let me be clear. Like, at its core, Gilded Titles are a good idea. It was something that's been suggested by the community for a very long time. I just think they need to tweak a couple things with implementation. The idea that you earn it like over the course of a season and then you unlock the, the golden title or whatever, and then it goes away in you know a month or two weeks uh, once the season resets, that's bad. I don't think, um, I also think they need some kind of recurring measure tracking how many total times that you've done it. They did say they're tracking that, but it, it seems to be like an internal tracker. Like you'll go to the triumphs page and you'll see like, oh, I've gilded this three times, but it's not going to appear above your head. So I think all they need to change is like, you know, I'm conqueror three, which means I did it three times or whatever. And then tweaking the whole like kind of uh, gold changeover thing in terms of timing. But for, yeah, no, fundamentally, I think it's a good idea. I just little more adjustments and then it'll be there i think ryan what did you what did you think what was your reaction so initially when i started reading it i thought it was great right because like it it gives those people who like to chase those titles you know more prestige on it you know let them let them shine let them show off because i if i'm remembering correctly in the twab it's not only just a gold border around it but i think it changes your title gold above your head um when you're running it around um but like Paul said, I have a problem with it going away um, because 
it, it, it if you look at Grandmaster and you look at you you know the flawless titles right now, right? They suffer from they have the same they have the same requirements every season, right? You do the six Grandmasters or you get the same exact um, triumphs from flawless when you're doing trials, but you know they don't have nothing to show for that. However, like when they created this gilded system, it, it kind of feels like, Hey, like let's solve this problem. But instead of solving it, they're just moving it somewhere else because not only, because now you don't have to just do the flawless requirements anymore. You just have to do, you have to do different requirements each season to get it. So it's, 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 it's kind of weird. And I hope they elaborate on the system in the future. So that way, if you do it each season, the next season it happens and it changes over, you don't feel like you just lost everything that you've done. Um, because I, I don't know, I, I feel like taking it away seems it, it, it kind of just de-incentivizes me to do it. If you're going to take it away from me each season, Travis, your thoughts. Yeah. So I'm kind of with the others in that, like, there's, there's really no reason to not do this, right? Like it, it gives people who really care about it and who want to play destiny more, uh, something that they can chase and a way for them to sort of show off and be like, yo, I'm super dedicated. Um, but my main concern with it is that it's. It's just another way they're asking us to redo everything, right? It's kind of in the same line with like their the the weapon sunsetting. It's like, hey, did you like getting that weapon? Well, now go get it again. Hey, did you like doing those triumphs last season for uh you know trials? Now go play trials some more. And it 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 worries me just because it's like a it's a little bit speaking to like the culture of destiny, which the culture of destiny now is. Uh, you know, there aren't th that many new frontiers and when they do come, they come in in a trickle. So you're going to be doing a lot of the old stuff. You're just going to be playing a lot of the old activities and repeating it again and again. And this new system sort of cements that is like, Hey, that's going to be a thing that just going forward, these old titles that we made, these are going to be your bread and butter. You're just going to do them again and again, rather than looking forward to new titles, which is what we used to do in destiny. Um, and I understand that kind of the, the, the content it has become a trickle. Bungie's an independent studio now. They're they they don't have three studios. They've got one, and so they're they're just you know they, their capacity is smaller. But it does um, you know it's another symptom I think of the of how Destiny has changed, and it, it just worries me a little bit. I feel like if they change the objectives, though, if they keep the objectives fresh, just so it's not like okay, do these exact six grandmasters every season if it's like do it in some unique way or like get this score or something, yep. I feel like that could make it a little more fresh. And if they have like something retained over like the number or something, it's, it's not really like sunsetting cause you are accumulating, you know, clout points or whatever, like as you go. And that's something you could hold on to, even if you are kind of repeating the same yeah. thing. So I, I, I think it's got potential. But. I, I totally agree with you. I just think we said the same thing about sunsetting, right? Like, oh, sunsetting will be okay as long as they introduce new weapons every season. And then that didn't happen. So my worry is that like they could, they could implement this wrong. Like they, they could just have the same exact triumphs every season and just have you redo them over and over again. I, I hope to God they don't, but uh, yeah. That, of, that's, I think they said they wouldn't. I think that was in I, I think, there where it's yeah, like, I, I think there was a screenshot of new one season, yeah. as well. So yeah, yeah, I think you're right. But uh, it, it's just, it's just a kind of like a, a more of a devil's advocate. Like maybe this isn't that great, but uh, again, I, I have no problem with this. I think it, it adds, I'm certainly going to, you know, try to get as many of, especially the ones I already have, the old titles, um, try to get them again and guild them and stuff because I'm playing the game anyway. Might, might as well. Um, I turned in 22,000 Crucible tokens this week. It took me like <laughs> an hour. So, um, yeah, I, I obviously 
I'm going to be playing Crucible and trying to get those seals. So, get a, get a lot so, of God rolls in there, did you? No, I got one GN7, which is what I was trying to get. One, one GN7. And I got one GN7 <laughs> Pulse Rifle. Yeah, I can't decide if uh, the Hawkman quest was more fun or turning in tokens for 30 minutes was more fun. You know, yeah, it's, it's, really, it's tough. really big toss up, you know, <laughs> yeah. which. Which gotta I watch the postmaster, more. clear that out, go back. It's, it's a token it's a flip. Which one's more fun? <laughs> Shut up. Uh, re real quick, <laughs> I, I do want to bring up sunsetting because you talked about it, and Bungie did address it at the end of the TWAB. So I'm just going to go really? all the all the way down to what was written and sort of what they've talked about. I'm just going to read it. So we know there are a lot of community conversations happening around the current state of the game. I don't want to lean too far into the we're listening meme, but it's 100% true that we take community feedback to heart and are absolutely considering community concerns and suggestions as we continue to evolve our plans for 2021 and beyond. Earlier this week, Assistant Game Director Joe Blackburn put out a tweet mentioning this and that we will give an update to the community with a deeper dive into the state of destiny. And uh, uh, I think DMG wrote this, so you know Cosmo wrote this, and he did comment on Reddit saying that this is directly referencing sunsetting. Here's what Joe said on Twitter. Last year I said Destiny's best days are ahead, seeing what's coming. I believe this more than ever, but we have work to do to get there. 2021 is going to be a little different for Destiny, taking some time to validate our plans, but expect a state of Destiny 2021 next season. Cosmo continues. We love Destiny 2 and love having the privilege to work on it. We're excited about some changes we have next season and have some more to lay out over the next few weeks as well. Thank you for playing. My, my biggest point of feedback with, with this note from Cosmo and, and Joe is that it should not take the community making 50 angry videos and Twitter being just a rage fest and Reddit being on fire for them to, to look at one of their design decisions that we address as potentially problematic the day it was announced. Right. Everybody said it will work if this and it will not work if this and the way it wouldn't work is exactly what was implemented. So um, the whole we're listening, I mean, I think the reason that's coming up is because people are like, I mean, are you because you're saying this, you're saying that you're this is a. a a community decision and a bungee decision. Right. And yet when the community says we're really concerned about this please don't implement it this way. And then it happens. It does not feel like, like that is a two-way communication. It just feels like it's, well, I mean, obviously it's Bungie's game and I'm just kind of going on a tangent here. It's their game. They can do whatever they want, right? But we're going to react as consumers and just say, okay, I'm not going to play. Well, it's a live you know? service game, right? You can't, you yeah. know, it. it's pitched that way. It's for the community. Yes, it's Bungie's game. They're making it. But at the same time, it's a live service game. It's our game, right? We're, we're the ones putting our, investing our time into it. We're the ones putting the money into it. And they're, they're making it for us. And, you know, the moment that, you know, the entire community is just saying, hey, we're, we're fed up with this is when Bungie's, you know, they're going to have to actually start listening, right? And, you know, they're saying they're listening doesn't mean they're not implement, doesn't mean they're going to be implementing these changes, right? Because ultimately, like I said, it's their game. They're going to do what they want. I, I don't want to get to the point that the community isn't a fervor like it has been the last two weeks for Bungie to say, okay, 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 we're going to talk about sunsetting. Like, just tell us, like, what's going on. And that's going to belay a lot of those, like, angry comments. It's like, hey, look, we've we've heard your concerns about sunsetting. We're working on something. They could have addressed that, like, a month ago before the TWAB. Or, like, I think there's just a, a level of communication that could have been had that would have belayed a lot of a lot of these issues that the community is facing right now. How, how do you feel about it, Travis? I see you nodding your head. What are your thoughts about the whole situation and where we're at currently? 
Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's just it's tough to see because it's bad, and also the writing was on the wall, and we and there were some of us who saw it coming. Destin, I feel like I give you credit for that a lot, um, and then some of us like me that were maybe too optimistic that they were going to handle this right. But yeah, my my it is a it is a life service game. It can't exist in in a silo. It can't just be a one directional that we do need to give them feedback and we're doing that. But the community also needs to realize like fixing sunsetting isn't uh, something that can be fixed in a day, right? Like our old weapons mm-hmm. are gone and I don't think their solution is to reverse the decision and give us all of our they old won't. weapons back. Yeah, they I, can't. I, they can't. I, don't, I don't think I, they I, can design wise. Like yeah, it, I, I it would be right. such a weird move. Yeah. So I, I think that they're going to stick to their guns with sunsetting and just fix the way that, we're gaining loot and acquiring it. And there's, you know, maybe there'll be a middle ground where there's some some weapons we can ascend to next season and increase their, their capacity or something like that. I'm not really sure uh, what, what they're thinking, but um, yeah, I I mean, it needs to be fixed. Everybody who plays the game knows it at this point, just because acquiring the same weapons over and over again is, is not the answer. Um, And I have no idea how you fix it. So, I mean, good, good luck to them and it's their game, but it was also their idea, right? They did sunsetting. If they want to prove to us that it can be good, then they need to prove it, right? They need to make the game, make make it fun. You reminded me, I actually clipped out my concerns about sunsetting and posted it on Fireteam Chat so people can see like what I addressed. And I was very surprised to rewatch that and just hear what I said, because every single thing that I said is exactly what they did. They literally brought back a sniper rifle. That was a carbon copy of the sniper rifle. You know, they gave us a new SMG build to replace uh, Recluse. And all the bad things I was worried about are exactly what happened. Like, oh, it's going to, like, break apart your your armor sets. It's going to, like, cause problems with your builds. They're just going to be reissuing the same things. And I was like, oh, my, like, I didn't want it to be like an I told you so. I wanted to reference it to see, like, okay, this is what I said in in May of whatever. And, you know, here's where we're at today. And it's it's just sort of uh, uh, unfortunate that I wasn't the only one. Everybody in the community was saying, don't do this. And then they did exactly that. So, so. Yeah, I guess that's my feedback for Bungie. It's just like, you say, you say you're listening, you say like, there's a renewed focus on PVP is another comment that I see a lot of community members making. And is there a renewed focus on PVP? Because it really is not fun right now. Like it's probably in the worst state it's been due to stasis in forever, like stasis, the DDoS situation, you know, and I feel like we haven't heard much about PVP beyond trials in, in a really long time. So I, I kind of little ranty there. Sorry, guys. But uh, Paul, what are your thoughts? Do you have anything you want to add? Yeah, just building off what you said with Stasis. I think the problem with this is like, it's not just the sunsetting thing. It's that this keeps happening with with so many different issues, like not even going back to D1. Let's just, just stick with D2. This expansion alone, like how many people were like, wait, how is Stasis going to work with freezing and PVP or slowing in PVP? Like that's not going to feel good. Everyone. Yeah, like even I even I said that. I may have been wrong about sunsetting, but I was right about that. And like <laughs> it they didn't really consider it at all apparently cuz and that has been the dominant, you know, force in PVP this entire time. But like I mean, you can go further back than that. You can go back to you know, the community being like, "Okay, fixed roles on weapons so we're not farming weapons anymore." Like that's not going to be good. Sure enough, uh, armor having no stats or no nothing attached to it. That's not good. They had to change that. Uh, consumable shaders, um, double primaries, like 
We're going to put all the snipers and shotguns and fusions in the power slot with the swords and the rockets. Oh, and the... Why are you bringing that up? I... <laughs> Don't remind <laughs> me. I mean, it's, it's crazy no, no, like, no, no. how yeah, fundamentally yeah. transformed. And like, you know, Bungie makes the game. Bungie makes all the good stuff. But they've also made these decisions that the community has like openly told them like explicitly are like not going to fly. And I, it's, it's a lot easier to remember a lot of those that have not panned out. And it's, it's harder to remember community things where the community was like super, super wrong about something and everything was, you know, Hunky perfect dark. and amazing. Like usually when these kind of warnings come up, it's for a reason. And like, you, and again, this season, like content vaulting is like a form of sunsetting. And I'm like, huh, this is going to make the strike playlist really bad. And yeah, losing seven strikes is just decimated it. And it just, it keeps happening. And so that's like, that's why the waylisting thing became a meme because it just, it feels like selective listening. And I know we, we all know truly nothing about game dev compared to them. So a lot of the stuff we suggest is not as remotely easy as, as we think it is. However, a lot of these decisions are being made before anything is even like worked on. So like if you made the decision to not have random roles or to, to have double primaries or to have stasis in PVP, like that's not, like now we're asking you to change it back, which is harder, but like it would have been easier to just not make that decision in the first place and kind of, you know, go more along with, with the community initially. And I feel like the All stuff right. the community has suggested is usually pretty good. Like we want more, we want better in-game storytelling. They've done that. They've actually done a really good job at improving a lot of storytelling components in the game and creating interesting characters. And so like we have to give them credit for, for really kind of listening in some areas. It's just that there's these other huge areas where it, it seems like the total opposite. Yeah, and uh, my a, thing is like, if, if you if you stand behind these decisions, right? Like you're the developers, you know more about game development. You also know more about the game you want to create and that's, it's your your game. Then like prove it to us, right? Like if, if sunsetting is what you want, then prove that sunsetting can be good. Like do something with the game that makes it, makes it good and prove that the community was wrong. The, those of us who are worried about sunsetting, right? Like if, if you think double primaries is, is fun and putting snipers and shotguns in the power slot is the way to go, then like prove it. But I, it, it just, it's crazy to me that they're so wishy-washy on these game design decisions, like a huge decision that they like kind of drag the community kicking and screaming to do because they're like, Hey, this is for your own good. We we're going to make the medicine go down. Right. And then we, they try it for like a month and it's just awful. And then they give up on it just as quickly as they like stood by it. And that's like, it's crazy to me that they're, that they're able to kind of like switch back and forth. I mean, it's, it's good that they're listening to feedback and can make decisions like that, but it just makes me wonder, like, what is the decision-making process? Like how many people, are on their team or going like, no, we shouldn't do this when they make that decision. Cause it can't be unanimous, right? There's gotta be some people that are like, obviously there's, there is sort of like a, a internal development debate and struggle going on there. Um, but yeah, it just, it blows my mind how, uh, like how, how much they're not willing to stand their ground or just like prove that their idea was good if they fought for it initially. So. Yeah, definitely, definitely a lot to think about. One of the things we did over the last week was we hopped back and we played a little bit of Destiny 1. I know, Travis, you joined me, and it's interesting to go back. The game was more difficult. Like, it definitely challenged you more. The 30 frames per second is certainly weird, especially now that consoles... But Oh, I also played on next-gen consoles for the first time, and wow, it is so good. Destiny yeah. 2, like, uh, motion-wise, like, just the 60 frames, then 120 frames in multiplayer... Uh, 
Well, big props there, like to the engineering team for for implementing that stuff. But looking back at Destiny One, Destiny One, we all look back at fondly, but there were a lot of things that they have certainly worked to improve, like the fact that we are going to get focused armor drops, the fact that uh, just how they handled inventory in D1. It, it was really, really interesting to go back. Uh, Travis, what were what were some of your like uh, reactions when we went back and played the original Destiny 1 and you know just running through the strikes that are returning and such? Yeah, so I've been seeing a lot of people on Twitter and online uh, in the Destiny community saying, hey, I went back and played D1 and I came away from it wishing that you know, Bungie had just stuck with Destiny and just developed that game continuously. And so my expectation going into it was, I'm going to play Destiny 1 and it's going to be way better than I remember it being. Um, and I actually had the opposite reaction, by and large. I mean, it, it certainly is a fun game. It's like going back and playing like Halo 3 and you're kind of like, oh, it's old, but it's it's fun. It's got kind of like an old school charm. Uh, but for me, there were more detractors than there were like positive things. Like there were stuff that I just completely forgot that destiny didn't do well, like heavy ammo drops. And the fact that like heavy ammo synth was the only way to really get ammo, like just blew my mind. I was like, wow, they like don't drop ammo ever. They just expect you to go to your inventory every single time you want it was crazy to me. The amount of uh, currencies and all the different ways that you leveled up. And there were just so many things that like blew my mind from a standpoint. I was like, wow, I guess I shouldn't be as hard on destiny too. Um, because we, we've come a long way, but you know, obviously that doesn't excuse them. I'm still going to be a huge critic of destiny Two when it <laughs> deserves it. But, uh, yeah, there were, there were things that I liked, like you said, Destin, like, it's crazy that even low level people in, in patrol areas do damage to you when you're out running around. And that was like surprising to me because I, I take it for granted now in destiny Two that like nothing can kill me unless I'm in like a high level activity. Like I, I can just walk past them and take damage. And that's definitely not true, uh, in D1. Um, yeah, and, 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 you know, there were stuff that, that I liked as well. Like, uh, I forgot that Sparrow Racing League was in the game. Like, I went and I yeah. saw that in the game, my armor, and I was like, oh my god, why was Sparrow Racing League the coolest thing ever? Uh, I have no idea why they, brought, they haven't brought that back. But, uh, yeah, I would say by and large, like, I kind of left, and as soon as I logged on to D2, I think later that same day, I was just like, yeah, this is real good. <laughs> this is like, this feels, it just, the, the game is faster D1 feels mm -hmm. really slow. I forgot that there was a sprint cooldown. Oh my god, why was that in the game? Uh, yeah, there was stuff like that where I was just like, "Wow, I'm 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 very grateful for D2." Uh, and then that wore off about two days later, and now I'm back to complaining. But yeah, it was uh, it was eye opening for a little bit there. Paul Bryan, I don't want to leave you out of the conversation. What's the last time you hopped back into D1? Like, has it been years for both of you? Brian, we'll start with you. Your mic's off, Brian. Needed. Paul. Paul, we'll start with you. <laughs> start with me. Um, it's it has been years because I had that like ta uh, tapir error forever, where it was like some if your Twitch was linked to Bungie or something, you couldn't get back into Destiny One. I know they fixed that oh, now, yeah. but I haven't gone back since. Uh, I I think I'm with Travis. Like I think there is I, I think Destiny One was great at the time, and I think there were certain elements that were fantastic in it uh whether that's you know obviously the taken kings the gold standard for for everything and um everyone likes rise of iron wrath machine and like there's a lot of great elements in there but i think in terms of both just how the game plays now like i think even bungie said when they went and replayed uh vault of glass like just stock like it was just it was a totally different experience because guardians are just like wildly stronger now with you know faster movement all these new abilities like all of the stuff that wasn't there before and like you know you're gonna miss the small things like sprint cooldown and mantling 
and things you just you take for granted now. So I just I don't really imagine the game could feel as good as it does now, except for really nostalgia reasons. Um, I think there's certainly some systems and some weapons and things I would miss, but as a whole, like palindrome. Like, well, we're in luck, I guess, because uh, I love hear that palindrome joke. <laughs> Segway. Yeah. Um, I've I've had no real desire to like go back and play it because it's just you know I could run the campaign or something maybe but like I did it so many times at the time I I, I don't know what's left for me there other than just pure nostalgia for its own sake. It's pretty trippy to go back, Brian. When's the last time you played? And if you haven't played in a long time and don't have any thoughts, just tell me like something you remember fondly from Destiny. No, I think it was some time before um, before Beyond Light. I went back with a uh, with a couple of people to play some old strikes, uh, some old systems, and stuff like that. But yeah, playing playing Destiny One reminds me of how much better strikes were in that game. Right, like not not just you know the loot, but you know the structure of them felt better. Um, you know, with strike scoring and all that stuff too. But yeah, I really miss like having, I used to be like CJ, you know, when CJ was on the show, he used to call me strike grinder, right? Cause that's literally what I, all I did in destiny one is because I would like go for those, you know, those, those weapons, all those strike specific loot, um, a Mago loop and all, and, you know, grasp from how like all those things. And that, I feel like that's really missing from destiny too. And I, I don't come back. It, not really. It is it though? Why no. did they take it out? It makes no sense why they took it, it out. It's, it's like it, everything less so, like that. Less so than them taking like, it out makes yeah. sense. More so that they haven't re-implemented it. Right? It makes it makes less sense that they haven't um, re-implemented that system, and I don't know why they haven't. I don't know if it's because they don't know where, what loot they can put in there, or they're having you know like. Not just skeleton keys. I don't really care if that system comes back. Like, yeah, it's like I mean, if you don't, if, yeah, like the beginning of D two and exactly. It was in Did D1. they have like, like a couple strikes of weapons? But that was it. Like that was nightfall. It, it came so. in D two. Yeah, like, yeah, it was only from nightfall. Yeah. yeah, so you yeah. couldn't really just grind the strike playlist, right? And it, it's not. It wasn't just like that too. It's like it, strikes were fun because they had the heroic and they had the heroic modifiers, and those were a lot more fun than you know the singes we get now. And it's like, you know, so it's I I want that stuff to come back, and you know, along with like the rep system that you know D one had with all the factions and in the vendors and such like that. So it's just there. There's there's a few core systems that D two could easily re-implement um and they might be trying it with what they're doing with vendors next season but you know that we're still missing you know factions you know they've been silent for however long they've been gone it's been what two years now i don't know but uh two, two yeah, out of three people literally disappeared <laughs> exactly right it's like where did where have they yeah. gone what are they doing yeah i don't know but yeah you know there's, there's you know just those things but you know you know and also other reasons not to go back to D1, you know, mantling. That's a big one. Yeah. You, you, <laughs> that, you forget, you forget how weird. big mantling is until you go back yeah. to D1, right? We take it for granted. Finishers. Yeah. Fin eh, finishers, yeah oh. finishers are fun. I like them a lot, but I don't know if I'd miss them if Bungie decided to take them out. But yeah. Yeah. The, the last thing that I had is from Teddy who asked Crown of Sorrow Day One Triumph got changed from zero to ten points post Beyond Light, making max score accessible. I don't know what he's talking about, but apparently this is a big thing. So Bungie, if you could just say something about it, that would be cool. I have no idea what he's talking about, but it's he's asked me so many times to bring it up on the show, and I don't know what's going on. Wait, hold on, something hold on, about what a, does he say? Something about a Crown of Sorrow Triumph on Day One. 
Yeah. <laughs> Beating Triumph yeah. day one. Oh, they change it from zero to ten. So okay. it's a, it's so if you're if you're a Triumph hunter, right? That you can you can't get that try you can't get that score because it's a day one triumph, right? It used to be zero. So now mm-hmm. you know you can't get day one crown triumph anymore, but now they've changed it to where it's worth ten points. So yeah, he's saying that his score is ten points lower because so he, he did it early. So he got punished for doing it early. And yeah. he's one of the he has he has Teddy has a perfect triumph score. He has every triumph in the game. So he's really upset about this. So I feel like five, five, five points he can never get, get basically. Ten points he can never get. What would be your headline about this triumph score? Clickbait headline. You gotta, you gotta <laughs> start with clickbait. You can't just say a headline. Angry Destiny player rages at Bungie over lost triumphs. Over 10. I don't mean to laugh at you, Teddy. I'm sorry. Oh, Teddy. no, we're laughing. You know, and with no one proves it. That worked if you get a truly max triumph score, and then it was like barely screwed up. Like that would just dig at me like forever. So I, yeah. I get it. <laughs> So fix sun setting and give Teddy his 10, tri- 10 points. <laughs> They're equally a good problem. So. Yeah, yeah, put that in the TWAB too. Like yeah. Teddy gets 10 triumph points and that's yeah. it. Like no other <laughs> explanation behind it. Fix We're Teddy's triumph. Too. Yeah. Uh, real quick though, uh, this is going to be my last episode for a while. I'll be back in April, but in the interim, these fine gentlemen will be taking my place and handling production of the show. Travis will be hosting and Brian and Paul will be hanging out talking about Destiny. I think we're going to go bi-weekly while I'm out. And uh, yeah, so the next episode will probably be a big one because I think we're going to start getting season 13 teases pretty soon. And then after season 13 launches, they'll have an episode. Then there will be two more to just kind of update you guys about what's going on in the season. And then when I come back, We'll figure out uh, how to hit the ground running from there. Uh, so ideally, it all goes smoothly. Travis, how, how are you feeling about everything? You gonna do okay? Good, man. I'm ready, I'm ready to, to McClunky it up here and, and uh, take over for you while you're gone. And good luck with fatherhood, man. I think we don't get a chance to say that enough on the show uh, because we're talking about sunsetting, but uh, I'm, I'm, in, I'm looking forward to you sunsetting the, uh, the fatherless life. Oh, I, I, I like, wondered where, where is he going. going? <laughs> yeah, you, I saw your guys' expressions right before. Your I child rolls with the best perks. I, I don't know. That's right. I hope you get a god roll child. <laughs> Me too. God best, roll child. All the best stats: ten in strength, ten in intellect. Oh, there's not going to be intellect. It's destiny. <laughs> hey, yeah. Hey, Happen. that's right. Getting Destin's genes. <laughs> Well, thank you, guys. Uh, Brian, do you have any last thoughts before we sign off? I'm trying to fill the last five minutes. We're supposed to go 50 minutes. five minutes. And we're five minutes Man. Give me Mountaintop back, Destiny. I want it back. (laughs) I miss it. I miss you. I can talk about Mountaintop for 10 minutes, five minutes, if you want me to. We can talk about how sunsetting could have been avoided by, like, sunsetting four weapons. And, like, that probably would have solved 90% of Delirium. Well, actually, no, I don't know. Yeah. Delirium. I love delirium, though. But I, I imagine that's one of the mountain. weapons you're talking about. I say recluse, revoker, mountaintop. Uh, I don't know. Not forgotten. Oh, those yeah, were the three. Maybe. No, sure. Because no, they kind of nerfed it a little bit. But I feel like I feel like Wendigo they also and, and they nerfed Wendigo. How was Wendigo a problem? It wasn't a problem. Were, I'm not saying what that. Were the problem everybody used be, Wendigo are you because it was like great. I don't want to say Wendigo was a problem. All the pinnacles, even if they're not problematic, just to save like hundreds of other weapons that are absolutely not problematic. 
So that yeah, that's literally a, every that's other weapon. Yeah. And fix the collection system. There is so much potential with the collection system, oh and it's God, just yeah. been abandoned. I hate it. Also, I hate it. Remove the <laughs> remove the ten fifty cap from collections. Why did they implement that? Like and now it's like if you want if you know, like I want to go get an exotic that I don't have in my vault, I have to spend the mats to get it out of collections. Then I got to spend even more mats to bring it up to light level. It's like. Don't. And it's a garbage roll. Exactly. Well, oh, what's, well what, if it's if armor? It's, if it's armor, yes, sure. What's one thing you'd like them to work on if you had a magic wand, Paul? No more blues. The end. It's always no the more end. Blues. So it's gonna be my right. every time. The only other thing. <laughs> well, that is used for leveling up now, though. I don't, I don't care. Right. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> Not worth it. <laughs> I'll level up with legendaries. It's fine. Brian, what's <laughs> yours? Uh. Give me delirium. We all gotta have our thing. Magic wand. Poof. Delirium's back. <laughs> delirium. Uh, that was a really good uh, heavy machine gun. I love yeah. that gun. I miss it. Travis, what's yours? Um, yeah, I think mine is uh, the collections thing. Like, make the collections actually useful. Like, let me pull. Now, maybe not random rolls, but give me a crap roll from every weapon I've ever gotten, and let me pull it out. Let me pull out armor with crap rolls. Like, I just want to be able to like you said, peace of mind, like it's a collections tab, but right now it's like behind glass. It's like those people who keep their action figures in the box and you're not allowed to actually open it up and play with it. And I'm like, damn, just let me pull that out and use it. What's the point in having it in collection otherwise? So, like a picture of an action figure. It's not even an action right. figure in glass. Yeah. Photograph of your old action figure. I, I've said it a few times, like Division 2 did this incredibly well. I would love any system even vaguely represented uh similar to what division did with with the roles it constantly gave you a chase like you got one perk and they kind of do that already but like you were able to put it into a bench and you just sort of had this really really good option for your weapon at all times anything like that would be absolutely excellent yep. yeah that would be ideal but honestly even just letting me pull any version out would be better than what the system is now which is just like 90 no. percent. you can't do anything and with like it. it's, so it's a collection game right that would incentivize me to like get every gun every season and i would just do that because i love that aspect of like having yeah. all the things you know it's like the shelf that you guys were just describing yeah. it's like they saw your the vault yeah. problem if collections just let me pull right like i feel like they could implement a system where like you can you can like consume a weapon that becomes your collection role, right? So like, if you get like I don't know, like I don't know, Nightwatch for some reason is the save first it, weapon. Save that, thought, Brian. All right, all right. You're going. We're out okay. of time. Save it for next episode. Hey, thank you guys so much. I wish you all the best of luck when I'm out, and I will see everybody in April. That's it for this episode, everybody. Until next time, Guardians, Guardians out. out. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. 
That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.